girl. Hey, what's the matter? You smell something? Uh, I thought they smelled bad on the outside. Today, not all chimeras are mythological. For biologists, this term describes any organism whose body consists of cells from two different organisms. Why am I telling you about this tonight? Because scientists in the United States recently tried creating the world's first human monkey chimera. Our scientists have done things which nobody's ever done before. Yeah, yeah, but your scientists were so preoccupied with whether or not they could, they didn't stop to think if they should. Welcome to A Conspiracy in the Force, the show where we examine parallel conspiracies in a galaxy far, far away, in a galaxy not so far away. The show is designed as an introduction to modern day conspiracy theories by using Star Wars, one of the most beloved fictional universes, as a point of reference. Let's begin. Hey, Conspiracy Kyle here. If you like this podcast, please rate, subscribe, and review wherever you listen to podcasts. It greatly helps out the show, and it's much appreciated. Also, please follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Conspiracy underscore Kyle, and that's Conspiracy with a K. Also, follow me on YouTube at Conspiracy Kyle, once again with a K. Now on to the show. This episode is titled Lightspeed Crossbreed. In addition to the wide array of characters, planets, and ships in the Star Wars universe, there are also a very interesting assortment of animals and creatures that fill out this galaxy. From Ewoks to Jawas to swamp creatures, these creatures range from funny to scary to just downright weird. These creatures seem to have been intricately designed to either remind us of animals existing in our world or harken back to the great monster movies of the past. Real-world references would include the Banthas being similar to elephants, the Wampas being similar to polar bears, and the Fathiers being similar to horses. Monster movie references would include the Sarlacc Pit Monster, the Dianoga Swamp Creature, and of course, the Badass Rancor. In looking up more details on some creatures in the Star Wars universe, I stumbled across a word that I've never seen before in reference to a certain type of creature. When you pull up information on the Tauntaun, which is the horse-like creature the Rebels used on Hoth, it is categorized as a Repto-mammal. Whoa. That sounds pretty weird. 
Apparently, the exact definition of a reptomammal is a creature that is a mashup of reptilian and mammalian characteristics. The tauntaun is considered part reptile because they have scaly skin in between layers of blubber in their body, as well as having sharp claws. And they're part mammal because they give birth to live baby tauntauns, not eggs like reptiles. Strangely enough, these creatures burrow deep down into the snow to sleep. I don't know if that's reptilian or mammalian, but it's just downright weird. The natural predator of the tauntaun, the wampa, is also a reptomammal. They have defensive characteristics similar to reptiles and are physiologically similar to a primate, which is a mammal. They also give birth to live babies, another trait of mammals. Both tauntauns and wampas were warm-blooded in order to adapt to their cold environments, which is a mostly mammal-like feature. The Rancor, probably my favorite Star Wars monster, also falls into the reptomammal category. These somewhat non-sentient beings had a tough leathery skin similar to reptiles, but also gave live births like mammals do. So what is the significance of this in our world? Why does it matter what types of animal classifications these fictional creatures possess? Well, it's interesting to note that in our world, animals do not typically have both mammal and reptile traits. It's only through genetic crossbreeding that different types of animal species are created. And the unethical nature around this practice seems to be picking up speed in recent years. To quote the classic line from Dr. Ian Malcolm in Jurassic Park, Your scientists were so preoccupied with whether or not they could, that they didn't stop to think if they should. So let's go through some of these examples of genetic mutations found in the animal world of our galaxy. There's Napoleon Dynamite's favorite creature, the Liger, which is half female lion and half male tiger. And then there's the inverse, which is the Tigon, which is a half male lion and half female tiger. And then you have the Jag Lion, which is half Jaguar and half lion. And then there's the Growler Bear, which is a mix of a grizzly bear and a polar bear. And I don't know why anyone thought this was a good idea. And then you see things like the Wolfen, which is a part whale and half dolphin. And then you come back to the question Ian Malcolm asked, why? Why is this necessary? Most of these breeds are obviously only found in zoos or captivity somewhere, the object of experimentation. In recent months, the most shocking and disturbing talk of crossbreeding has popped up. An NPR article in April 2021 stated that scientists were attempting to create embryos combining part human and part monkey DNA. No thank you. The article goes on to state that the purpose of this is to quote, produce organs for people who need transplants. But as we all know, the most nefarious things in our world are always labeled initially as a benefit to hide the true purpose and true end goal of the experiment. This monkey-human hybrid is the next phase in a project that started with human and sheep or pig DNA combinations a few years ago. And also there have been for many years some animal components involved in the vaccine production for humans, which is verified on the FDA website. You can go look for yourself. The dichotomy of this type of study is interesting 
in relation to all of the transhumanist work that has been ongoing for years. Transhumanism is the blend of humans and robotics, which is heralded by those running the plan as the next phase of evolution of humanity. But then on the flip side, when you compare the animal plus human experimentation, you're almost taking it the opposite way, mixing humans with animals so we become less sentient and more animal in nature. So either way you look at it, humanity will not look or feel the same in the future, whether through robotics or through animal DNA, or maybe a combination of both. I mean, let's be honest, who wouldn't want to be part human, part robot, and half cow? Sounds friggin' awesome. Sarcasm. In closing, I don't think there was anything nefarious about why the creatures in Star Wars were labeled reptomammals. And I don't think that anything in the story itself ever stated that these creatures were the product of genetic engineering. But I just think that crossbreeding has always been a fascinating topic in the popular culture world, and especially probably the sci-fi world as well. And I guess they thought in a galaxy far, far away they could play around with the idea of the concept of crossbreeding in just a playful format. But in our world, it is very scary when you think about how far they could take this. And especially with vaccines that have animal elements inherent to them, it's possible that we as a society are already more animal than we know. I mean, just go out and interact with people in public and you'll see what I'm talking about. Human is a very loose term that can be applied to some people who allegedly possess human characteristics. I don't want to be an animal. I like being a human for the most part. Although being a rancor would be pretty cool too. May the force be with you. The human force. Not the animal or robot force. Maybe the rancor force. But anyways, may the force be with you.